Welcome to No Hope, the podcast. When he gets real excited, his butt shakes. Hello, all of you beautiful listeners. This is the last episode of season two. Don't cry. No hope. Be it the, the podcast. podcast. Outcasts. Outcasts in the in arts. Got him. Just did that to piss you off. Not you sound like Cartman doing that. That was kind of like we should we, <laughs> we should get Cartman. We should have someone who can do a good Cartman impersonation. Overdub. Yeah. Yeah. Overdub uh, bets. Oh, I would um, love to hear Cartman sing God Help the Outcast. That'd be pretty fucking funny, Or, or really any um, uh, Hunchback of Notre <clears throat> Dame song, really. I'm here for that. Um, this is, th- I, hey, I'm Tim Allmiller. And I'm Scott Schneider. And we are... Um, we're still at gonna, it. We're still, we're still, we're still, at, still it. at it. We're going to do this. Episode 42, baby. We're going to do this uh, This episode. It's going to... I predict, I hope that I'm not wrong okay. about this, that this is going to be the most technically amazing episode oh. that we've had in months. Yeah, your mic I think last that's time a fairly was a little, was a little right? ratchet, if y'all were Well, listening. I think the last... I was thinking, and I think the last, like, four either four or five episodes <laughs> i have recorded at camp mm-hmm. and each one of them has had special. some sort of like significant mm-hmm. challenge yeah starting with greece which was i think the low point um thank <laughs> thankfully i mean greece michael is fell. often the low point well thankfully michael fell i'm trying to keep it positive here okay, okay. was a wizard and helped us through we thought we were gonna have to very we thought we were gonna have to trash it yeah. No, I I was all prepared to like pay someone to transcribe it so we could just read it and reenact <laughs> it. You know, like I thought that was like the best idea because it was really I. You know, I was like we had some funny conversations. I mean, if we did that, it. then I probably would have like we I would have asked that we cast people to do it. Like, oh, that would have been yeah, that would have been good. That, that would have been, been fun. Um, speaking hey, of season three our wizard, idea, Michael mm-hmm. fell. Okay. Oh yes, we should just we should just record each episode <laughs> and then cast people <laughs> just to make it's it even hit. more complicated. It's be a hit. Yeah, exactly. That's good. <clears throat> um, anyway, our producer Michael Fell is here Woo-hoo! with us today in his brand new home studio. Yeah. He Ooh. is uh, backlit and has some. What did you call them? Audio panels. Uh, yeah, like sound dampening panels. Sound dampening panels. Yeah. Um, God, there's also like a hefty looking tripod yeah. thing behind oh, yeah. you on your left. Yeah. What is that for? That's a tripod for all the self-tapes, all the sketches, oh, all of our... He's right, like, of you don't want to yes. know. This <laughs> is, yeah. It's well, got the was, very... Have you heard hoping, of the website OnlyFans? Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was like. Did you? But yeah, ah, I forgot about questions. the sort of. And then yeah, I've got yeah. a little whiteboard back here for notes, ideas. This oh is this is the Zen space now. Yeah, everybody, wow. you gotta have that space. You are in a fucking new apartment, which is wonderful. Congratulations! Oh my god, but you fucking live in Brooklyn, which means sure do. Where? which means that we'll probably never see you again <laughs> no, in person. I may. And and. Yeah. Just to make matters worse, although also better, you also have an addition to your family, which is a which is another reason that we'll never fucking see you again. Oh. So there, there's a little demon. Oh my god! 
god! Look at him. Keats I locked him in the room with me. Keats him he's a boots. labradoodle, right? Is uh, that right? He's a, yes, he's a labradoodle. Oh my god! I half love Labrador, him. half uh, gold. Sorry, golden doodle. He's a golden doodle. Oh, golden doodle. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, okay. he's a golden retriever and a labradoodle. Yeah, and, and he's what our, is his name? Hundred percent mischief. Uh, his name is Arnold or Arnie Arnold. for short. At first, I thought you he said his is... name was Mischief. But... Well, yes. I mean, he is being mischievous today. He's still, he's <laughs> a, almost thirteen weeks old, so he's still very much a puppy. Oh well. Oh, oh. he loves biting everything. Ar- he? Now, when I think of Arnold, I I think of Torch Song trilogy. I don't know if that's where that came oh. from, mm. but it's, that no, but is Arnold fitting. and Arnie are both yeah names that that um. Of course, that play was a, a end movie was a significant part of my coming out process. So I'm yeah. so I'm. Where did Arnold, Arnold the main come character? from for you? Yeah, Arnold was yeah. The main Arnold character. was Harvey Firestein. Um, yeah, Harvey Firestein. This Arnold for us came from. He's got kind of an old man energy. This dog, <laughs> and we thought uh, that's kind of an old fashioned name. Also, there was a very uh, cartoon of one of my favorite and Cody's favorite cartoons growing up was Hey Arnold. Hmm. This the the story of this little young kid living in New York uh, that was very popular when we were kids. So we can say, hey, Arnold, which was the name of the Aww. TV show. <laughs> and he yeah, that is, gonna, yeah, that is sweet so boy. sweet. How is how is Brooklyn? Oh Did you answer where where it, where it you are? Oh, I can't, uh, I'm in Bushwick. I'm in Bushwick, oh, Brooklyn. Nice. I went I went to Bushwick. Baby's in Bushwick. Hold on one second. I got to kick this dog out of here. One moment. Be right. <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst okay, yourselves. okay. So Schneider, yep. I know there have been some changes in your life because recently you yeah. decided to leave a extremely long stint <laughs> career at the Metropolitan Opera yeah. and your last day was yesterday. Is that this true? Is, these are these are facts. Um yeah. so if I if I look like a freer man um, it's because <laughs> it is because of that. Um, I have look. I have one one week of uh, blessed unemployment until I start my new gig. But um, <gasps> you got a new gig, Scott? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like I'm super excited. But yeah, how many it's years? Be how many years so, at the Met? Hang on, hang um, on. Go back. How many years at the Met? Seventeen. And seventeen. So like, seventeen and a half. I had had a baby when I started at the Met instead of giving oh, it up to God. Like, that baby would be... Almost be old enough yeah. to, for, for someone to sleep with. Emancipated. Well, that's not where well, I was going. Emancipated. <laughs> yes. That's the word. That's From a better... That's a better um, horrific I would be as a father. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they okay. would be that's, that's a good, in legal that's a good proceedings right it. now. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a little wild. My brain hasn't wrapped around the fact, fact that I am, like, for the first time ever, like, not going to be fully employed in the arts. So that'll be that'll be weird. Well, but, it's arts adjacent, yeah, I think. it's arts adjacent. Do you want to yeah. talk, do you want to share where you're headed? Um, Speaking of Brooklyn? I <gasps> would be happy to. I'm going to be working for the Brooklyn Public Library. Um, no way. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'll be I'll huh. be coming a couple days a week to the central branch, like right, you know, which is where the cusp. It's right uh, on the cut, like sort of right there on Prospect Park, like right near the Brooklyn Museum and the Botanic Garden. Um, yeah. So I'm excited. Okay. Okay. Incredible. Like Grand Army Plaza. Yes, that is, is exactly okay. it. Like Grand Army Plaza. Okay. Is okay. Like the, okay. Uh, the subway station. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that I lived in Brooklyn for. 
three and a half years, and I still don't know. I mean, Brooklyn is so enormous and so sure. huge. I mean, like, it could it really be an is. entire. So, I mean, it basically is an it entire is. city yeah. of it. So. It is, isn't it? Like the the, the <laughs> fourth or something largest. Yeah, we'll have to rewind the exact yeah, number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but it, yeah, it's totally. We don't like, need any more. We no don't need more any more. rewinding. We have so Just many. Be smarter. To talk about. <laughs> no more uh, useless yeah. trivia. Well, that's amazing. That yeah. congratulations. Thank you. And you also recently um, had a little uh, collapse of technology, right? And you had to replace oh. your computer, which was which I love how much you hate Apple because I love Apple, Michael. Yeah. I've had Apple. I've oh had my god, he's been Apple like, computer since I was like fourteen or fifteen years old. So I'm, sure. I'm like, like I've always drank Kool-Aid, and Apple. I still yeah. I'm not that bad. Like I still have. Oh an no, iPhone you would X. go to like an Apple retreat and like drink the punch and die. Like you are like in. I think the there cult. was a moment in time, maybe that was true. I don't think that's true anymore. But <laughs> I still really love Apple products yeah. and love the oh. interways that they I communicate with each other. Just Despise Apple and let's do a rundown. I have an all-in-one. You have an Apple. Oh yeah, you I have, have an Apple all-in-one computer. computer. I have an iPad. I have an iPhone, and I have like a, a MacBook. So, so basically, you, know, really you just hate here. Apple. You just buy things so that you can feel hatred. Is that what happens? <laughs> no, you I just, mean you just I'm want just to in be the angry. ecosystem because you know that's how they get you. They get you, and then you can't get out. I mean, I was so I had to redo. I had to like swap my computer, not because the old computer was bad. It was like running like a still like a fine i don't know fill in the blank like uh uh grease lightning i don't know i'm trying to come up with a a musical theater reference here and failing but anyway uh it uh it was still fine but it it wouldn't open it wouldn't you couldn't like update the operating system because the apple's like "Mm, no sorry after a certain number of years so i like had an entire day project to like swap the whole thing out and then i was like wow this was like 10 hours of time, a bunch of money, and like I'm no better off than I was a day ago. But anyway. Well, that's not true. You have a <sighs> you have the new operating system. You probably have a faster processor. I'm sure, your, know, not sure gra- your display <laughs> is is Cheap better. <laughs> Did you get like the new the newest, the latest? No. I think it was like a year old or something. I don't know. I cheaped out. But oh. Well, I had to do the same thing with my iPad because I couldn't read like I couldn't use this app to read my fucking textbooks on it because the app oh. wasn't uh, would no longer support. So why don't you hate Apple? System. Um, because this is just technology. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to fucking do well, about it? It's, it's like constantly evolving. You know, like I yeah. mean, you can hate it, but you're not going to fucking. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. So why? Well, and you're you know? like tripping balls on that punch. So you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let's talk about. Yeah, let's let's talk about the the um, tech corner the opening, is over. <laughs> the opening of theater in yes. New York. What oh has God. happened? I mean, what have you on? seen? Have you seen anything, Michael? Yeah, I saw the first thing I saw at all. At all okay. was this small company I work with called Backroom Shakespeare. They do um, Shakespeare. Their motto is serious actors, one rehearsal no director in a bar oh. and it's a it's an attempt to go back to original practices of the of uh shakespeare's time which is they don't give a fuck you know there's no <laughs> there's no highfalutin concepts they cut it to hell they substitute old language for new language if it doesn't make sense there it's like it's a it's a party you know everyone's drinking you're encouraged to walk across the stage if you have to go to the bathroom take pictures you know text it doesn't matter so much fun it's a oh, ra- yeah. raucous time and they did 12th night to welcome everyone back and so i gave the opening toast for it it's a big bunch of toasts they do and it was like really amazing it was at a in brooklyn at um uh 
somewhere. I can't remember right now. Uh, but, but everything uh, you're going to fucking talk about from now on is going to be in Brooklyn. It's going to be me too, it's Tim. You're going to be very So annoying. great. Can't you know, wait I, to hear about Brooklyn. I live right next to the own, to the last of the Rockefeller libraries, speaking oh. of Brooklyn Library, Scott. Oh, um, my God. The Washington Irving branch is like two blocks down the street from me. And I found out the other day when I went to go pick up a book that it was the last of his... Uh, his his um, what do they call it? he called them palaces for the people okay which is why all of the library all of the libraries in New York City the old ones look so palatial and gorgeous oh, because wow. Rockefeller spent the money to make sure they were you know yeah. massive oh my god and gorgeous anyway that's a side there's bar. sixty branches too by the way six zero yeah. I was like that's 60. amazing like every I don't think like if you're a resident of Brooklyn like there is a branch within like a mile or two of you or something like that yeah. It's it's the best. Wow. I love the library. Um, anyway, going back to the theater, uh, the first like proper like of, uh, official thing I saw, kind of uh, professional, was Dana H, which had just transferred uh, to Broadway. It's running in rep with Is This a Room? Oh, um, oh okay. at the Lyceum. I saw it at Vineyard last year because a friend of mine is directing it and another friend is assistant directing, oh, nice. and so I saw it again when it was on Broadway this time. It was raw. Remarkable. It's document. It's a, it's a hard to describe. It's a weird pitch. It's like a documentary style, one woman show, lip sync. So Whoa. if you don't know anything about it, it's the the playwright Lucas Nath, who's a very talented. He did. Uh, um, yes. He wrote uh, uh, Dolls House Part Two. That was the and hmm. Hillary Ann Clinton. He did those the last okay, Broadway shows House he did. Part two. Um, he this this show is is recordings of an interview with his actual mother detailing the story of how she was kidnapped in the late 90s and taken on this like six month long abusive tirade running drugs with this man who she helped to re rehabilitate after he left prison it's her recounting that amongst amongst many other things she also talks about being a death counselor she was a death counselor for many years and talk talking intimately and specifically about the process of dying and and it's all cut together. It's all an actual interview with his mother, and they cut it all together. And they have a woman, Dee Dee, I forget her last name. Her name's Dee Dee something, uh, who is sitting on stage and lip syncs to the track. Oh my god! So she says nothing the entire time. It's you only ever hear the playwright's mother's voice, and it is gobsmacking. Wow. I cannot tell you. It is one of the most disturbing, insightful bizarre pieces of theater you will see high high highly recommend it opens i think like next i think it opened it actually i think it opened last night i think it just opened because it's it's in rep with is this a room is this a room i saw at the vineyard have you seen that no i'm gonna see that next week oh wonderful it it, i mean it makes sense now when you describe what that is about because is this a room is also a trend it's a it's a play that has been made from a transcript of the actual first interview slash interrogation of the FBI of this woman reality winner who revealed that uh, the that Russia had indeed that there was evidence that Russia had indeed interfered with the 2016 election oh, wow. and she just got out of prison because she was convicted of um, I guess is it espionage? Is that what she was convicted of? I think so. I can't remember exactly. But Pete Simpson, who was a blue man for many, many, many years, actually did not return to um, to Blue Man Group uh, because he is now on Broadway doing Is This a Room? Oh, wow. It's a fucking great cast. It's also really fucking absurd and weird and like, what? What? And it's all word for word. Nothing has been modified. Nothing has been yeah. changed. So Ooh, oh, I, I um, love that shit. That is my I like, I jam. See both those things based Ooh. on your descriptions. Mm. Yeah. 
What else? What else, Mr. Fowl? Uh, what else have I seen? Um, that's it. A bunch of little things. I've seen some comedy and some little bits, but I haven't seen. I want to go see like Cody and I want to go see like Wicked or some dumb shit while it's still cheap <laughs> and no one is here. Yeah. Dumb, yeah. dumb like, shit is the right we can, phrase. To yeah, because I haven't seen it in seventeen <laughs> years. So I oh thought, like, let's just get God. real stoned and go see Wicked. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be yes. so good idea. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, and maybe uh, maybe like Lion King or something. Yeah. If but because it's not because like this is the only time it will not be sold out again forever. Oh, so totally. have you seen the Lion yeah. King? I have. I have also okay. about that would be fun to re see. I mean, that was like oh, literally absolutely. like eighteen years ago it's, or something. Twenty yeah. probably. It's, it's perfect. It's like the. Per I mean, it'll yeah. run forever because it's li no yeah. one won't like that. Yeah. It's impossible. Not to it like is it. impossible. Not but to did like you that. did you read that Aladdin could close? Oh. Apparently, really? they're losing because up of... to $200,000 a oh, week. Oh, because of the finance, oh. because of just ticket sales or whatever? Yeah, because wow. of ticket sales. I mean, they did have to close twice or once. I can't yeah, because of COVID. Um, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. exactly. Mm. I have a tiny violin. tiny violin. I see. Yeah. I saw that. I saw you playing that violin. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to see Tina on Tuesday, which I'm oh, like, finally. kind of excited about. Because I was like, That's that. I, I ended up being like, I want that to be my first Broadway show show because i yeah. had tickets to it the night that broadway shut down so it's ah. like uh i don't know hopefully a full, a we can full, call it a book a full circle yeah, yeah full cody, circle cody moments. saw yeah. some performance of it because they were working on the tonys okay and yeah. said it was like electrifying so no i'm excited because cool. she uh is only in it through the end of october and so i got motivated uh this past week to oh shit ticket. okay yeah. Yeah. Yes. get on Bad that no yeah. Good to know. Yeah, it's uh, but not doing October's Wednesday and Saturday cold. matinees. So FYI, great. Uh, so we both saw Scott. We both saw Justin Bond and we Anthony did with Anthony Roth. Anthony Roth Costanzo, the Costanzo? Uh, the beloved and lovely countertenor. Um, with, uh, yeah, how was it? It was, it was at was, Saint Anne's. It was. It was. Uh, it was. Pretty, it was. It was, was pretty super. Yeah. I don't wonderful. know what your experience. I mean, I we saw it on the second preview i think so they hmm. were which i think they only had two or three previews because okay it was a fairly short run but um you could tell in the beginning like they were still kind of getting their feet a little bit i think but by god that fucking under pressure just oh there was no what happened moments but it like i almost had a like emotional breakdown from them singing <laughs> under pressure and i don't <laughs> know what was going on but it was amazing i mean it, it was a, a it was many great. many amazing things it was a really beautiful show yeah really yeah. Beautiful. like really well like, designed and directed yeah. Yeah. and it oh, wasn't just it, them standing the arrangements there, like, were oh no 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 park no. and parking they were it was it was really well was, thought out you could tell they had like done a lot of work on it which they talked yeah. about of course like during the shutdown and everything that they had like really yeah. really really that had been sort of their saving grace to work on that project um yeah the, the beginning part i don't know how it was for you but i thought it was really funny because that was more of the banter part and you know justin vivian bond it's all like banter and it's very loose and like you could like yes. see anthony like like basically like freaking out on stage because it's like fully off script you know and you know he's like a trained opera singer and so it was it was very charming to like watch him like you know like it's, it's also just turning. weird 
to he's watch that wonderful. voice come out of him. It doesn't seem. I like mean, I guess really if you're happening. unaccustomed to I'm unaccustomed, yeah. like countertenors and opera, opera I mean, obviously for me, so, it was not yeah. strange. But oh, it's it's such a powerful voice too. Like countertenors, they're like singing, you know, in uh, you know, in in these upper keys, but then are still able to like project. It's sort of like you know, physiologically yeah. amazing. <laughs> Exactly, uh, and then we saw six, which I oh had I want to see wanted that. to see, um, and that was it was fun, you know, it was fun. I yeah. uh, I had a great time. I did have really high expectations, and sometimes that's you know okay, whatever. I've been to a couple uh, we concerts. Also saw Passover. Oh, Passover. Do what? How was that? What did oh, you? What? Uh, I saw a couple of Central Park Summer Stage concerts. That was actually my first sort of like like mm. you know large public uh live entertainment thing i saw a band lake lake street dive um and then more oh, yeah. recently i saw ani defranco and the indigo girls who did a d- double <gasps> oh, bill and i was wow. like here for it <laughs> and i've also oh. never felt so solidly gen x in my life do you like, know that there's a fucking <laughs> indigo girls uh like indie film coming out oh. that sorry not an indigo girls indie film okay. indie film that uses the indigo girls music no. and it's so fucked up because when laura and i were driving to orlando I, I said, let's on the way there, let's write an Indigo Girls musical using the Indigo. Let's let's oh write a God. story using totally Indigo, Indigo Girls, Girls musical. musical. I mean, they have like such a deep discography. She just discography. sent me that. I know. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's so like, it, enormous. probably write like three musicals and out it's of it so and melodic and this is a million dollar idea here tim yeah unfortunately i'll, cu- I'll I, cut this out don't yeah, worry like, but no one will ever know <laughs> <laughs> like, secret safe with me start like haggling some backers <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> and then you saw justin bond at joe's pub which i am super, i did super jealous of that I was also like a yeah. full circle i mean obviously like joe's pub just feels like like yeah. a bit of a home in many ways in so many ways so that was also a very like lovely 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 time yeah yeah so fun. you had said that uh you saw pass over right saw pass over okay. yes like right i think it closed now mm-hmm. um yeah it, it was a very bizarre piece of theater and it's one of those plays that i so wish as i always bemoan on this show that there was a real actual vibrant off-broadway scene which Mm. i guess new world stages Mm -hmm. there is i wish it was in an off-broadway house it just feels it's a small i mean it's not a small play in terms of ideas obviously it's a very sort of but it's two most of the time it's two people it's it's Mm. you know there's godot-ishness to it okay Uh, but many other things there's also like it's 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 fucking crazy. Um, 
but I, yeah, I, I just had that feeling the whole time. I was like, oh, I wish I was in a more intimate setting and I feel yep. like I would have a different, I would Impact. have a, just a different relationship to it. But, mm. uh, but I'm really glad that I saw it. And that is the theater that, what is going on? I was going to ask the, August Wilson, there? something, something like really, something. really, really big, but I can't remember what. Mm. Anyway. MJ um, maybe. That I think that is what's going in there. Yes. Oh, is it? MJ, uh, did you MJ see there was an article good. about her in the Times this week? FYI, I was like, I gotta forward this to yeah. Tim with your, you know, given the many circle backs we've done, rewinds that we've on talked Lynn, about, this, <laughs> about. Yeah, I think we talked about, about it last time I was yeah. on. Yeah, I think we, we totally did. did. We totally did. <laughs> I I am just like so fascinated of mm-hmm. what's going. Like, if people yeah. are going to go see the show, what it's going to be like. I, yeah. I I mean, it's just and also there's been a lot of casting changes. You know that uh, the guy that they originally cast as the older um, Michael. Uh, had to bow out for some other reason, but then he became available again, but they had already recast him. And I don't know. It, it just feels like drama. You know, one of those uh-huh. we'll say, drama. There's drama. It's theater. Like, you like know. the development of hair, yeah. which we discussed last time, which sounds possibly like the most dramatic development process that ultimately ended in a successful musical. Yeah. <laughs> pretty fucking dramatic. Yeah. What else, Mr. Fell? I know that we have. Do you have any? Do you have anything else that you want to share with us before we play our silly game? Um, what do I have to say? Not much. I'm excited that that we're 42 episodes strong, you guys. This is unbelievable. Did you have any clue when we like? No, you know, never. I thought well, they'll have their fun. (laughs) (laughs) You thought you thought well, they'll have their fun. They'll have their fun. And here we They'll are at the pandemic and all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and I know uh, since we're we'll talking to... about it, like yeah. it's uh, randomly like three weeks ago, we had someone in Dublin listen to like forty-four episodes. Oh, oh my wow. god, we've got I know. Well, I mean, what's it's, up, it's, Dublin? It just keeps being so fascinating to mm. watch. I mean, in that period of time where we didn't have a new episode for almost two months, we were mm-hmm. averaging between 50 and 100 listens well, which is pretty wow, fascinating not considering too nothing new was happening you know i was like <laughs> so the All ticket right, yeah. does create no new content that's, that's right scarcity and makes you very <laughs> desirable <laughs> i mean they don't need to hear from us every week come on <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, that's, I mean, that's it. It's been really fun listening to the conversations and y'all's banter has gotten so good and it's fun to put in clips. I always enjoy mm. whatever you guys cut for me to insert into the show. It's always fun. And then whenever we discuss something, whenever I'm on, I'm like, Ooh, I wonder what they'll, what they want to slot into that moment or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a blast. And now, and now that I'm in a new apartment, you guys will have to come out to Bushwick after, maybe after you're done with work someday, Scott, Absolutely. I'll pop over and I, I will bring Tim there. down. I can bring you ah. to the studio and we can have a proper studio I session in here. Oh my gosh. That, to happen. that would be We, have, we should great. do that for mm-hmm. when we, when Launch we start of, season yeah, three, we should three do launch. that. Yeah. Oh, we can, the dogs can meet each other. Although I don't think, I don't think Suki Sue would be a fan of this big puppy energy. Maybe Gosling <laughs> no. would, do, would jive. No. Yeah, I could see Gosling, you know, he's, he's going to be big. Uh, Arnold's going to be a big ass dog. How, he's how like big? 40, how much does like he weigh right 45, now? 45, 55 pounds. He weighs oh, wow. 20 pounds and he's 13 weeks. Wow. What? 
yeah, yeah. He's, he's way bigger than we thought we were, but he's a golden doodle so he's uh sure. very chill extremely very chill rarely barks yeah. yes he makes friends with literally everyone on the street walking with him is insane because people will people i've had people cross the street to come say hi to this dog <laughs> oh. he's very adorable and <laughs> he really really and he is. loves it he loves the attention so mm. well and, and he was a rescue i was I oh, couldn't believe excellent. we could rescue a golden doodle what? of all things. Yeah. It's a designer dog. That the reason is totally we the reason a he was a dog. <laughs> oh my god, the most. And and we it's because well <laughs> I can't go into the full story because we literally signed an NDA uh, for reasons which will become apparent eventually if you follow me on social media. <laughs> really got um, my attention. I know. Oh it's it's NDA rescue dog. Okay. He's going to be it's going to be a story and then it might even mm. be a it may even be a much bigger story mm. but I We'll have to just leave. Okay. Uh, we'll have to just pique your interest for now. Got it. Suffice it to say, he was a rescue because he was born without a tail. He and his sister in their litter had deformities in their tails, and so he has like a little command hook uh, of a bo- of a tailbone yeah. and no tail. Um, so this breeder dropped them off at the <gasps> pound, and we rescued oh. him from the pound because oh. yeah. So he just has a little nub and no tail. Oh. Um, which is fine, you know. He doesn't. He doesn't yeah. know any different. Like, but I mean, uh, what it is. Like, what is the impact of that? Any? I don't. I don't think any. I mean, it's harder for us to read his emotions yeah. based on like tail oh, wagging. Right, but right, also, right. he's pretty chill almost all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's it's largely fine. Mm-hmm. He's just got a little. His when he gets real excited, his butt shakes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wish that would happen to everyone. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, we have a game. Yes, Snyder, too. you you thought of this. I like yeah, it. I was this like, I feel like we, we should do this. We should have a little yeah. game. When we it's have good. Michael and on. Michael loves games too. Yeah. Like Michael game is, King. A, is a is a gamer. I am. All kinds of games. I've you I've name played, it, baby. Michael has introduced me to a uh, to John, John and I both to a bunch of games. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, despite this being my idea, I think I probably actually selected some of my like statements incorrectly but the game the name well, of the game is, is a bit of a drinking game that pro- many of you probably have played and or at least know. I, I have never i don't drink i never have drank i never will drink and i don't play <laughs> drinking games that's for damn sure dot, dot, dot. <laughs> ellipses uh, well, uh and what is the game awkward um uh never have i ever <laughs> never yeah. have i ever i also uh, don't know if i really understand the goal well, or point of this i believe game. you were supposed to, you to drink to, or to get i believe you're supposed to, to say something that you have, have not done. done. Have, no, have you not have done. not done. But you like kind of think maybe the other people have. See, and then is, yeah, if you have done right. the thing, you drink. And I would yeah. like to, you know, like maybe embellish. And you know, if there's like a story and stuff, we, we should we should yeah. like pit stop on it. Um, well. Know? I definitely I kind of like did do both. it right then though. So, okay. I feel like <laughs> But that's okay. Yeah. I yeah, thought it, it just means if you've done it then you'll ourselves. you'll immediately drink. Right. I mean, right, right, I think right, either right. way, okay. you know, we'll see. Things may be revealed. But uh so in theater edition, maybe, but if you didn't do that, yes. whatever. Um so I my my statements are are uh, theater related. Who would like to go first? Mine are two. I think Michael has to go first. Yeah, I think he should too. Uh oh. Oh god, boy, let oh, me boy. get it. Let um, me get it beverage okay yeah let me just look. i have a um that was a beer opening it's actually not it's a coke <laughs> um i have coffee right which now. i don't drink yeah, soda i was gonna say ever. it's pretty early like, literally ever drink soda i was like mm. <laughs> 
Um, okay. Never have I ever theater edition. Okay. No. So I won't, I could do a lot of like on stage stuff, but I won't do that okay. because you guys wouldn't have d- done that probably either. I don't know. I, I did. Have, I, I did. did. I, I did. Tim, Tim did. Several yeah, of mine are on stage a... things. Oh, they're on stage things. Okay. So, several maybe of them I, are, yeah. 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 So you, yeah. Or, oh. or related or mm-hmm. related. Yeah. Okay. Um, n- okay. Never have I ever theater edition. Um, Never have I ever had sex in a dressing room. Well, hold on. Is that true? (laughs) You think about yourself. (laughs) Actually, okay. Well, yes. Mm, That's kind of true. (laughs) Shit. I'm like, I Um, really want to be drinking right now. But... ah, I'd always... Yeah. But I can't say that I... Or like in a theater space, maybe. We can expand it a little bit more. The theater space. Or, theater space. Okay. okay. We'll does right. like coffee? Does okay, like I'm drinking. I'm drinking Timmy's, my coffee. Tim's taking a drink. What is, does it Timmy? count that if it's weird. like with yourself? Um, well, I, I mean, uh, the sin of Onan is not allowed in this game. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, that I, one, I love calling it that. That one. Wait, you didn't drink, Michael? I no. I I realized it was a little <laughs> wrong. I I guess I I I can't say something I've done, even though I kind of have. So I'll do a sip. How about that? No. <clears throat> it wasn't full on mojo mojo. It was just uh, a little hanky like a little panky, panky, So panky. I don't think it. Yeah, I don't think it well, really like qualifies as like. I mean, I guess S-E-X. that would be a qualifier, though. Is it? Does it? Are we saying like someone came, or are we just saying? Whoa. Are we saying there was? We like, are really is, earning. Did our you finish? Parental. <laughs> yeah. Did someone climax? <laughs> yes, there was. There was release. Was there? If you will. Did some, yeah. Did someone well, then, finish? I think okay. So then it's basically yeah. yeah. Okay. So then that wasn't okay. a never if I ever. So I'm bad at this game too. It turns out. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. Because I've done something just, I did. You know. Well, I, I all of mine. So I've, you drank, yeah. Tim kind of drank. I did. Yeah. I didn't really. I drank. We both drank. drank. Okay, because all right. there was not. Even though I said it, I drank. Well, I'm so disappointed in myself. <clears throat> okay. That's right. This is always how you find out who your who your um very pure friends are. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. <Call myself>. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna go next. Okay. This yeah. is this is simple. Never okay. have I ever been killed on stage. <sighs> I have. I've so been killed drank. in in Pericles. I... Pericles, I don't know Pericles yeah. no, at don't. all. Is that no one killed on stage. <laughs> it's Shakespeare. No one does. It's only partially written by Shakespeare anyway. It's not. Okay, it's not very good. Okay, okay. According to uh, Mark Rylance, it wasn't written by Shakespeare at all because none of the none of the plays were. Sorry, <laughs> we digress. <laughs> Schneider. Um. Oh, I've got a couple here. Which one do we want to do? Um. Okay, let me do this one. Never have I ever been drunk or in some other altered state on stage oh oh big drink <laughs> drink we all drank <clears throat> i've done shows where that was the point although oh. you know that's that's oh, just right. college though yeah that's what i mean people think it's fun and then it's absolutely not <sighs> it's not fun. no actually no. it was not fun only once ever i mean yeah. yeah we used to have a little tradition of doing like a shot before like you know we'd like jump out and sure. do like a cabaret yeah. but uh there was an there was like an inf- we may have already told this story but we there was did. an infamous performance of we billy did. where the people were very uh, inebriated and it was terrifying yeah, it's, it's just, i was like i will never do this again in my life no it's embarrassing <laughs> even it's, it's if so it depends on the level of drunk but it's like oh yeah, boy, yeah, yeah get off the yeah, stage um, right. okay i've got one never have i ever left 
a show from the audience in the middle of a performance. I was going to do the same one. Ah. Um, I've left it plenty of intermissions, okay. but never in the middle. I, I mostly want to say no, but there is one I thought of. Oh, wow. Schneider, Schneider is the only one that's wow. drinking on that. And I, I would say that falls same... right in line with sort of the uncouth nature no. of your so, personality. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, let me qualify this because I have sat through some garbage. But like... Uh, of I thought about this and I was going to say, I was going to say the same thing. And I'm like, no, I totally would never do this. And then I remembered that like a couple of years back, I'm not even sure if this counts, but uh, I was watching the musical. We will rock you on a cruise ship. And oh, like, that's the only acceptable scenario I to watch. Strategically that. even was like, this is probably going to be a bleak situation. So <laughs> sat like in the very like top, like, and you know, there was like nobody behind me, nobody to, yeah. next to me. So I basically could just like quietly, which I did. I, I mean, think I yeah. made it like 45 minutes. So I agree. I agree yeah. with Mr. Fell that that the only is. acceptable. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, it's yeah. like beyond. Was it a, was it a review of Queen's yeah. discography? Yeah, okay. it's a Woof. it's it's a it's the story of a group of Bohemians who struggle to restore the free exchange of thought and fashion and and live music in a distant future where everyone dresses, thinks, and acts the same. And oh musical boy. instruments and composers are forbidden, and rock music is all but unknown. I have dreams, you see, and I hear noises, screeching, thudding, banging noises, and words, words drop into my head. So many words, I, I can't get no satisfaction. Help! I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Oops, I did it again. Dude, I get it. I feel your pain. Right. <laughs> but you live in a perfect world. What more could you I want to break free. Really? Oh, really bad. It's very friend, high concept. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A friend of mine in Minneapolis is is uh, has a Queen cover band called nope. uh, Ready Freddy. That is oh, very good. That's a cute name. Oh, they're that's awesome. Fun. Yeah. He fun. he like dresses like him and, and is he great. like has he got pipes? Is he a really good singer? Oh yeah. You figure he Big would time. have to be. I uh, just yeah. I just had a fucking weird nightmarish like work dream oh. where I was traveled with a colleague to see a cheap trick cover band. I don't even okay. like cheap trick. That is random. Isn't it that that's just one of those don't things they have, like, like, where two the songs fuck or did something? that come from? Well, I think yeah, they that, have a lot, but I don't even oh, I, I mean like, name either not of those two that songs. They've only ever written two no, songs, but two I'm songs. I'm just saying <laughs> how weird it is yeah. that things like pop into your head. All right, let's do oh, one that's more. A, that's a free trick, and not any cheap if it's a cover band. That's free trick. <laughs> <laughs> that's clearance trick. That um, okay, fucking weird. This is my. I think this is this is a good one. I think okay. this is a good one. Um, never have I ever slept with a fellow cast member. Whose girlfriend was also in the cast? I mean, that if I is super specific. Whose girlfriend? It is, is also very specific. It. So we're playing this game fully wrong because you're drinking. Yeah. Right? I, know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. This is just called. Ah. Well, I thought this was about like confession. <clears throat> I thought yeah. this was yeah, like yeah, a yeah, confession. Yeah. You know, I, it's huh. it's your it's the no hope version of this game. I, exactly. I mean, no, I exactly. I don't think I've ever slept with a. A, uh, either a straight man or a bisexual man who is currently dating someone. I don't okay. think. At least not that I But know. I have a I've more... I slept with a bi I, man, but, who, but he had just broken up with his girlfriend, so oh. that doesn't really count. And we were in the show together, but they were not dating. Oh. So yeah, I, I mean, had, we were close. I had a more close. general one, which was yeah. just, have you ever had, like, a showmance? 
Oh, of course. I, I Isn't that why you get into theater? It, what? <laughs> I was literally racking my brain. Uh, I was like, I've literally never had one. In high, you, Not you even jo- in high school. Hold on. In high school, even? No. I was literally like, this can't be true. This well, surely you can't be true. out in high school. Well, I wasn't right? out in high school. Or even no. college. But I mean, yeah, like not in college. Not uh, The company below, like three or four years below me at the Guthrie yeah. had three couples in it. Two of them are married. Wow. And got married God. while they were in school. Wow. I think it was one of the, one at least one of them was because they were super religious and wanted to bone. Hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, how fast can we make this happen? <laughs> it's like, you poor bastards. <laughs> oh my God. Um all right. Well, you know, whatever. We were doing Marat Saad. <laughs> I that was like I was re- I was telling John, yeah. I was like, this is why my my whole like dating life was so fucked up, because that was like my the second guy I had ever really slept with, and he ah. was with a woman, and it was also because of religion. He oh, uh, his boy. entire family like he had like three brothers who were all ministers, and his father was a minister, and Ooh. somehow we ended up having you know a, uh, a secret a secret romance. Wow! And Marat Saad of all shows of Jesus. all shows, right? Oh Which God. is also, by the way, the show where I was killed on stage because I played Cormier Ow. and got my throat slit in the end. <laughs> Um, nice. All right, just to bring it all back. All right, Schneider, <laughs> close us up here. What's um, what's close the? Us up. Okay. Um, oh well, y'all stole two of mine, which means great minds think alike. But here's one. Here's one I just thought of. Is this is kind of lame? But never have I ever. Um, how would I just? How would I say this? Never have I ever like um, like forgotten my lines on stage or like done something like that was like so bad that I had to like stop. The basically the performance. I <laughs> uh, big gulp for me. Glug glug glug. <laughs> like I mean, uh, yeah, me, yeah. I, I, I was an under. I had an under. I understudied a melodrama in college that was on a riverboat in the Mississippi, and I went Whoa. in for my first performance. <laughs> and there was a big monologue, a very exposition-heavy monologue, because it was a melodrama and terrible. Right. That right. I had to convey a lot of very important information in this big speech, and I was on stage with two other people, and I I walked down stage to melodramatically give my speech, completely blank, kind of laugh a little bit oh. to myself, turn up stage, and I say to the other actress on stage, I was like, well, you know this story. And she... <laughs> <laughs> fully... She fully broke, like massive, one big guffawing laugh, turned up stage to compose herself, turned down stage, and then delivered the speech for me. Oh, she, she knew my, it. She having done the show. God. So you just uh, fully was, drew a blank. Oh, I and I pimped her out so hard. Like, like you can do this, right? <laughs> it makes sense for your character to say everything I've forgotten. She, man, it was it was awful. I felt like I had rubber bands. Like it felt like the rest of the day, I felt like I had rubber bands around my entire body. Oh the, my God. Like the intense pressure of that moment and oh. doing that, being thrust into that position. I was understudying th- either, th- I think, three different roles. Oh, wow. So I was like, I was not, not good at any one of them because I was covering so much. Yeah, and yeah. Of course, that was the main character who went out and I was like, okay. And <laughs> yeah, oh my it God, was awful. Terrifying <laughs> slash hilarious in, in hindsight. <laughs> yeah. All the, the octogenarians in the audience had no idea, idea so that's right. all that matters. Oh, well, that's it good. Was played off. Yeah. <laughs> that just went right over their heads. Tim, um, did you? I have, I have. Um, 
I mean, the worst time was like a final dress rehearsal of this play that I was doing with Laura. That was the, I've talked about this before when I decided I no longer wanted to be an actor. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was doing the Colorado Catechism by Vincent J. Cardinal, which is an amazing play that I directed later in graduate school. And I was basically on stage for the entire play and I had so many monologues and I was at the edge of the stage giving one of them. And it was like, I think it was actually an afternoon dress rehearsal and the first show was that night. Okay. And I just went the fuck up and I didn't know what was happening. And my, it was, it was, yeah, it was terrible. The my worst heart feeling. was racing and I was like, how am I going oh to do this? God. And I think yeah. that was when I decided that I, even though I had like three weeks of those performances, I was like, yeah, I'm, uh, this is it. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> it's so traumatizing wow. to be like, <laughs> <laughs> so, there's been out. other moments too. There yeah. were, there were other moments in college. And, and, um, when I did little Mary sunshine once, <laughs> I, I, um, I broke at, uh, because I found myself really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then I couldn't get back. I didn't oh know what my, my next God. line was, and so the guy, my my my, you know, my stage partner had to cue me and get me back oh, online. Oh my God! I anyway, I've I that's I I one time real quickly. I one time broke the show I was in. Like curtain had to come down and reset. Doing Little Shop of Horrors in high school because I Why? was doing, I was Seymour and I had the. The second Audrey Two puppet, the one that like he manipulate that he manipulates yeah, with right, a fake right. arm, yeah. and I was one of the like hobos or whatever it, uh, in the background that was singing the song. Rifles through a trash can to like get a sandwich as a piece of like business, and the actor had not put the lid back on all the way. He was meant to like fully seal it because I then go over to during singing singing one of the songs, sit on that. And because he hadn't put it on, when I sit, sat on it, I fell, I fell. fell in, folded up like a little <laughs> sandwich, and just went into the fucking trash can. Oh. And the only thing that was left above the, was the <laughs> was puppet the plant. just sticking out. The plant was sticking out. <laughs> oh. The arm ripped off the costume. They had to, like, bring down the Were curtain you, like, because I was fully... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, I, my entire spine, I was every say. like bump of my spine went down the back of that trash can. It was bruised all the way Ooh, up my back. That it was sounds rough. bad. That yeah, sounds that was a bad. bad well, <laughs> well, I had a near-death experience on the Will Rogers Follies stairs my, uh, my sophomore year of high school. <laughs> but uh, it was like, this would never fly now. But the dad probably told this story, too. But the, the dads, like they, call, they were called the Tool Belt Club, and they made the oh set. Oh, my God. And it's like the Will Rogers Follies is just some huge staircase, basically, is the yeah. set. And so they like it was like made by like amateur handymen and then like the first time we went on them we went up the back and they were on these like rickety like the entrance steps were like these rickety steps with like no hand like 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 uh handlebars like you could basically just fall off of them in high school and then you you know you, you get to the top of them and these are huge and then we're in chaps we're like dancing in chaps with uh, like assless chaps or no, I mean they're chaps oh, like normal chaps with uh, which are assless right I, I mean chaps yeah are you put them on top naturally. of jeans uh, right, right yeah right, right, and then cow- and then cowboy boots okay. but the chaps were too long <laughs> so basically it was like I to this day don't know how somebody didn't break their neck.
had a, a couple like you know spills, but like nothing. See, like this is why we need the Nazi. And I asked yeah. the crew to build Thank these things. Thank you. Totally. Whoopsies. Like, God. I mean, for another day, anyway. For an, uh, I know. We're right, all exactly. waiting. Like, what is going to happen? happen? I, yeah, mean, I sure. hope that those fucking studios come back with yeah. some real things mm. on the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Fell, thank you thank so you. much. Thank you for uh, sticking with us. A, yeah. I mean, honestly, we're, we, we, uh, yeah, I mean, you have taught us so much brought us so much and also like you know helped us so much in in keeping this thing alive so. absolutely yeah. this was like our or for me like our jvb anthony roth costanzo little like project that you know kept has kept me sane when there was so much we couldn't do so yeah, i'm very grateful for for you and your work good yeah. thank, thank you. you it's been a pleasure a lot of fun um, all, right. all right, so we're Bye, gonna boys. do some goodbye. Have a good one. I'll, I'll listen back to this soon. I'm sure. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> What's on the agenda we're now? Do Oh my God, we're going to do some rewinds Rewind! that are of things that we don't even know why we why they made the list in the first place. Yeah, when Let you me sent me that list, I was this like, is, what? Because this is the one that I was like, pyramid schemes. Oh, we, we talked about pyramid schemes why? a lot with Busy. What we did? Yeah, of course we did. Did we already talk about these, and we don't need to do this? Because oh, I, I did know. find like, quite a bit of say? information. I mean, and we were we were all just like we're talking about how much we loved, you know. You know, stories about pyramid oh, schemes. Is it was with busy? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Sure, that's the, anyway. Okay, I'm gonna talk about the eight most notorious Ponzi schemes Ooh. in U.S. history. Okay, all right. This yep. is from an article from CNN Business called eight of the most notorious Ponzi schemes in U.S. history. Okay. It's by Brianna Hare and Marika Gherkin. Um, I didn't even know this, but the reason that they're called Ponzi schemes is because Charles Ponzi, uh, his story was so infamous that mm-hmm. the basics of the pyramid scheme began to carry his name despite the fact he wasn't the first to do it. Hmm. He made out with an estimated $15 million in eight months. Um, damn it! I didn't write down the year that that happened. I wrote down it was it was a while ago. I think it was like 1920. I believe okay. is when that term was coined, coined because, because of, of his situation. Okay, this is fucking crazy. Number two on this list is Lou Pearlman. Do you know who Lou Pearlman is? Do you remember that name? I didn't remember the name, but so the amount is 300 million. Dollars. Whoa. And this is Whoa. the man behind the platinum selling boy bands in sync and oh, the Backstreet Boys. That's right. I do remember yeah. that he got in like hella trouble. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, in addition okay. to being sued by those boy bands he created for stealing their money, mm-hmm. he also swindled investors and banks out of more Three. than $300 million. Like, what do you even do with that sum of money? In 2008, he was convicted of conspiracy and money laundering charges and sentenced to 25 years in federal prison. He died, unfortunately, at the age of 62 in 2016. Um, 
Number three, hadn't heard about Gerald Payne and Greater mm -hmm. Ministries International. 400, excuse me, $448 million in the 1990s. Um, uh, he convinced, they convinced, sorry, nearly 20,000 investors to hand over millions in a program oh that claimed it could double your blessings. Well, it's kind of surprising that more of these have not, uh, have not come from that angle as I was reading through this. Yeah. Some of these, I'm just going to really, so number four, Reed Slatkin, the co-founder of Earthlink. Do you remember Earthlink? Yeah. Way back in the day. <laughs> it was an internet service provider from, mm -hmm. the, it started in the mid nineties, $593 million. Oh my God. Scott Rothstein, $1.2 billion, used his Fort Lauderdale law firm to run an eye-popping 1.2 billion Ponzi scheme, convinced his investors to buy into bonus legal settlements. He was sentenced to 50 years in prison in 2010, a term that's held despite his attempts at reduction. Number six, Tom Peters, $3.7 billion. I didn't write down anything about him. I don't, I think he was also a financial guy. Okay. Um, number seven, R. Allen Stanford, $7 billion. Texas tycoon R. Allen Stanford masterminded a 20-year scheme via his offshore bank in Antigua, cheating almost 30,000 investors from more than 100 countries oh out God. of billions. In 2012, he was sentenced to 110 years in federal lockup where I believe he remains today. And I'm sure you can guess number eight, which is probably how we started talking about this, right? Um, Madoff. Yeah, Bernie yeah. Madoff, yeah. $20 billion. Yeah. The title for the largest Ponzi scheme in history, wow. which they now believe started all the way back in the 1960s, he started defrauding wow. and 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 uh, getting investors back in the 1960s. In 2008, he was sentenced to 150 years in prison. He died on April 14, mm. 2021, at the age of 82. Did you see the and, uh, the film made about that? I didn't see the film, but I did okay, see. Um, what was 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 it an, was it a. a, a, a season of damages yeah i think oh, a season, I don't know. I think a season of damages that? was with campbell scott played hmm. okay um like the son of i believe like a bernie madoff figure yeah lily tom yes it was so this was kind of this was inspired by this story because lily tomlin played his wife um, it yeah. was a really it was interesting. It wasn't as great as like I think the first two seasons of Damages, which was which was more Glenn Close centric, but it was um it was pretty fascinating. Um I thought you were gonna like tie in some some theater related Ponzi schemes. Um I am not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it did make me think of a situation, but I think it's like wasn't technically a Ponzi scheme. There was a Broadway producer, this was like a couple of years ago, maybe only like three or four years ago, who collected like a decent chunk of money for, for from like potential investors for a play that didn't exist, which was supposed to be about oh. uh, the opera singer Kathleen Battle, and it was going to oh. star uh, Lupita, 
Um, and, uh, and, you know, they got in trouble. What? Yeah. Oh, and there's some scheme that just happened like, out I think, of Hollywood, right? Yeah. Like something yeah, just... But that's more of like, like, I think you would call that more of like a scam. I think Ponzi scheme is when you're basically like constantly bringing more people into it. And yes. you're, you are bringing in a little bit of money in, but enough to like sort of like, yeah, from the new people to like pay a little bit of the old people. Like, and it just kind yeah, of balloons. Yeah, it's kind of... It, it the way that I think of it is it's kind of like borrowing money to pay your interest on a loan sure, that you already yeah, have, right? right? So you just continue to build this kind of debt, massive that is, right. is sort of ad infinitum. Yeah, that, there's um, one happening right now that's very much in the popular culture. I know that you are not a, uh, a viewer, an audience member of Real Housewives, but uh, in the Real Housewives not. of Beverly Hills, this whole season was focused on. Erica Girardi, who I also known as Erica Jane, who I have mentioned I saw in Chicago playing the role of Roxy. Uh, oh yes, but she. I that. Uh, her husband is Tom Girardi, the famous lawyer who is connected to the uh, um, the uh, the Julia Roberts movie. Uh, you know where they take on the with like the poisoning and oh, that case. Uh, Aaron Brockovich. Thank you, Aaron Brockovich. Brockovich. He was like on that team. Anyway, very famous lawyer. So he allegedly, you know, got to use that allegedly where he allegedly uh, was taking money like settlements that had been won on behalf of like you know like plane crash victims and like uh um house fires and like allegedly spending it and allegedly giving some of the money to erica but yeah it's been like a huge i'm shocked you haven't just like heard about it just like you know tangentially but yeah it's been it's sort of like been a like a big water cooler-esque moment okay. happening right now yeah. but that is technically as described like a ponzi scheme right and there was right. a documentary about it that came out recently which was you know kind of horrifying uh yeah well what ponzi do you got? schemes oh, what do i have what do you um, got what do you got for rewind so we just this last episode we talked about musical theater songs and popular culture in the context of hair which spawned three top 10 hits so I was I, I was kind of curious, like, oh, like, like, when else did that happen? Like, you know, it's like not often. So I kind of went looking, diving a little bit. Uh, uh, I was kind of looking for things that were like 1960s and forward because, um, you know, musical theater like used to be like the popular culture. Like, right. so, uh, you know, I right. don't, I, right. I wasn't really focused on early 20th century, which like, like that 20s, was 30s, popular. 40s. Exactly. Right. right. Um, so more like sixties forward. I wasn't really like entertaining any like Disney movies. Cause I feel like that's a separate beast. I was really more like curious about things that were musicals that then sort of made a jump to pop culture. You had brought up seasons of love from rest. Yes. Which I hadn't really remembered this. Like, being like, yeah, there. I didn't even like know that there was a Stevie Wonder version. So, and I'm not even like, even after like having looked into this, I'm not 100 percent sure. It did peak at uh, 33 on the Billboard Hot 100 back in the 90s. But, oh wow! Um, but I'm like not convinced it's the Stevie Wonder version based on what I saw. I think it might have literally been the original cast recording but i'm not it was the stevie wonder version i mean i will i will choose to believe you on that
few here. Uh, Superstar from Jesus Christ Superstar. We've talked about this. I mean, this is a little bit of a cheat because it was a hit from the uh, the concept album. The concept album. Yeah. So before okay. it was ever staged. Um, actually, there's also an article in the Times this week about uh, about Andrew Lloyd Webber and Superstar and like him not being impressed with the original Broadway production. It's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, but it was a release. The song Superstar was released as a single in 1969 before the album was even completed. I thought that was interesting. Um, it's sung by Murray Head, who's a British actor. Uh, and singer with the Trinidad singers. Uh, it entered the Hot 100 charts three times in the U.S. and eventually spending two consecutive weeks at its peak position of number 14. Uh, and that was okay. in May and early June little hair tie-in i didn't know this murray head was asked to do the concept recording because uh uh andrew lloyd webber and tim rice uh i guess saw him in uh the west end production of west end production of hair so i'm not sure what character he played but anyway uh speaking of murray head uh another song from the musical, from the musical theater that made it into the uh, pop charts was from the musical Chess. Do you know what song I'm gonna say? It has to be uh, "One Night in Bangkok." It is right? "One Night in Bangkok." Uh, so this is a song by ABBA um, for the concept album of Chess. So they hadn't actually staged this yet either. Uh, if you don't know this song, oh, we definitely are inserting a clip. It's very campy. It's like a rap sort of pop fusion, uh, super 80s synth sound. It actually hit number three. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So the three. guy, that was the yeah, guy the who guy, yes. did the Jesus Christ Superstar? Correct. I was oh, wow. gobsmacked by this information. That the so guy, he had to have been really young when he did Superstar, uh, right? Superstar, I was, think so, because I was like... 71 and this was mid 80s but it's funny I mean, if you look him up like basically he's most well known for like these two songs basically like superstar well i only would have one known that there was one yeah same i yeah. remember one night in bangkok like, yeah very well from oh, my i may have just watched early teenage years i may have just watched the video on youtube which oh, i yeah. definitely had never i don't remember seeing that like back in the 80s uh it's oh, like a lot of dry God. ice and like I guess the word I would say like is ori- orientalism, which wouldn't fly today. There's like chopsticks and like go-go dancers. Oh. And the end of it is ridiculous, like really bad show choir choreography. And the dancers are dressed in like alternating black and white. And they're on this life-size chessboard. And it's like, it's really bad. <laughs> but that song is really funny and campy. Time flies, doesn't seem a minute since the Tyrolean ball had the chess bars in it. All change, don't you know that when you play at this level, there's no ordinary venue. It's Iceland, or the Philippines, or Hastings, or, or this place. One night in Bangkok, in the wild star, the bars are temples, but they're balls ain't free. 
it, I mean, it's a fun song. We it's haven't a really fun version. Yeah, we haven't really talked about chess at all on this. We haven't. Podcast. That's because I uh, don't know it. That's the I know it like intimately know. the score, but like I've never. I mean, is this is like never done? This musical is never done. Is I've the whole score by Abba? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, in the story, it's a politically driven Cold War era chess tournament between two grandmasters, one American and the other Soviet. Um, and they fight over a woman who manages one and falls in love with the other. Question mark. Like, I couldn't have told you what the plot was about, but I do know a lot of the songs. Uh, like, I know him so well. That's a good one. That, uh, okay. Dun, 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 I mean, I know that song because of it being on the second Whitney album, I believe. It was that on was on a Whitney, Whitney album. album? Sang, oh, my God. You don't fucking know that that, yes, with Sissy, with her mother, they sang it together. That may, I probably knew that, but that is fucking random. I loved that song, and wow. I did not know it was from a musical. Yeah, it's a great song. Just now, great duet. Until just now, you know, it's a um, go-to. Wait, uh, I have, have more, we talked about yeah. the ABBA musical? That is, or not the? Sorry, the it's ABBA not actually musical. the ABBA musical, but the ABBA. Uh, what is it called? Uh, I, I, I don't, don't really know. know what it's called. The ABBA event, the ABBA theatrical event I'm so that is confused. getting ready to happen in London. Have you not read no, about this? No, literally so, no idea. ABBA mm-hmm. is in a—I mean, they could literally be in a in a in a studio right now, wearing an Andy Circus Gollum costume. Each of the four of them, what? because they are—they are filming a a an, a holographic concert of all of their hits. It's like a a ninety-five minute concert okay. that they will that will that they're captured like doing like what is it called capture motion right oh motion so capture. they're capturing them performing and they then are the whole capturing thing is gonna be a hol- the four holograms. of them well everything around the holograms yeah. is going to be real but they they're building will be a theater there's going to be a live band and they are going to be holograms, and it's opening in London oh, like within the next twelve to eighteen that months. And it's probably and and they they are probably going to run forever, forever, yeah. because they yeah. can. They could drop they, dead because because <laughs> they can com- they can continue to oh, replace the band. My God, they can they they can lit one of them can literally die, yeah. and it will still be exactly the same concert, that, and it will look like them. Them on stage. that is so creepy. I can't believe you haven't read about this. No, I, I mean, I've certainly heard, a little heard bit about before. the hologram type situation, but I'm like, wow. But this is the first time they're building this theater yeah, 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 yeah. For, for this, this event. Because yes. they know this thing is going to like run forever, probably. Yeah, because everybody fucking loves Abba. Oh exactly. Oh, my God. I mean, like, how do I feel about like buying a ticket it's for really like a weird. hybrid thing that's like live but not live? I'd have to like but think still about employing that. musicians. And yeah, still I know. People and if it still, were like you know, 100% like push a button, I don't, I don't, I feel like I would feel pretty fuddy. Duddy about that, but man, that's weird, huh? 
Yeah. I mean, it might I mean, be a way for people to make a lot of money, like artists. You could, like, yeah, beam, yeah. you know, to, like, yeah. without the expense of, like, travel and all yeah. this. You could, like, you know, Boise, Idaho, you know, have a, like, have, like, Whitney Houston, like, performing. Anyway, uh, bizarre. No, I'm gonna definitely yeah. going to read up more on that. Um, yeah, totally, totally. Fucking the crazy. next okay, couple going. songs I'm going to mention is it's going to make you happy. It makes me sad, but it's going to make you happy. So the next song okay. is People from Funny Girl. <gasps> People, Barbara. if you don't know, it's Barbara. Uh, it's a song composed by Jules Stein, with lyrics by Bob Merrill for the 1964 Broadway musical Funny Girl. Uh, starring Barbara Streisand, who introduced the song. The single by Streisand was released in January 1964 and peaked at number five on the Billboard pop chart. And it was her first top 40 hit. People People who need people Are the luckiest people I'm like, I literally like kind of forgot that that song was from Funny Girl. That is how like it is like such a standard for her. You know what I mean? Right. right, It's also like it hasn't been like covered that often by other artists. Why would you cover perfection? (laughs) No, I would beg to differ. (laughs) Speaking of, the next song is Memory from Cats. There have been a couple covers, uh, but Barbara recorded Memory uh, for her 1981 album, confusingly titled Memories. Uh, When released as a single, uh, her cover reached uh, 52 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number nine on Adult Contempo. Um, Barry Manilow also released a cover in late 1982 uh, and became the highest charting version to date. Uh, it reached number 39 in January of 1983. Um, and it was also number eight on Adult Contempo. Midnight, not a sound from the pavement. Has the moon lost her memory? She is smiling alone in the lamplight. Leaves collected my feet. I, uh, I remember, I remember, those. I don't or remember I the Manilow one. I've never at all. Like, loved that song that much. I mean, yeah, you know, whatever. I don't, it's a great song. It's like but. a good song. It's a good song. But, um, quick aside here, because I thought this was funny when I was reading about <laughs> the, the song Memory. Um, and we talked about this like early going when I was like kvetching about uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. So, the song memory he he originally wrote the song for a proposed uh giacomo puccini project that he later abandoned puccini is like a super famous like opera composer which you probably already know that i do uh, i that is what i can say that is one thing that i knew yes okay so um so it was in this other thing and then in addition 
uh, prior to its inclusion in Cats, he earmarked it for an early draft of Sunset Boulevard. So oh <laughs> this is what I was saying. And I God. told you when I read his biography as like a kid, he be like he like has all of these melodies and songs and then it will like just like slot them in to like a show. <laughs> I always thought that was like funny is the word I will, I will use. Fascinating, Fascinating is the word Fascinating. I will use. I mean yeah what a di- like can you imagine if i mean that i could kind of quite... see it in sunset yeah, boulevard absolutely. actually it's so melodramatic it like that would probably it would have fit that score i was gonna say yeah. it would have fit better yeah. actually in sunset boulevard because it's such an anomaly in cats yeah yeah huh yeah uh, well it made him a lot of money on the musical cats so <laughs> um i just have two more um okay so because okay. i have a, i have a jump okay. in, but i think i should okay. wait. i think okay. i should wait um gotta get a little song time in here send in the clowns from a little night music uh frank sinatra recorded send in the clowns in 1973 for his album old blue eyes is back which attained gold status um, however it became a bigger hit two years later judy collins recorded it for her album judith the song was released yes. as a single and it became a major pop hit it remained on the billboard hot 100 for 11 weeks in 1975 reaching number 36 isn't it rich are we Yeah. Oh, and at the Grammy Awards of 76, she performed it and it was named Song of the Year. Uh, It it also says, the Wikipedia, that uh, after they recorded, it was recorded by Bing Crosby and Kenny Rogers. Which I'm like, what? Kenny Rogers recorded? That seems like fake news. I have to look that up. Um, And of course, your girl. In 85, Sondheim uh, even added a verse for Barbara to use on the Broadway album. for Barbara. <laughs> Who can say that? That Sondheim exactly. wrote them a verse. She, she says it in her concert. Oh, I'm she sure. Says, and Sondheim oh offered god. to write me a verse. Oh my god. She is insufferable. I mean, you know. uh, if you're listening, Barbara, you're... I, <laughs> Your, this is what voice she does. But, uh, but we you're have, a little we have, we have, we, There's a Google alert that just went right, off. Exactly. A Google alert just went off, <laughs> and Barbara is now listening to No Hope. Exactly. The her and her lawyers are circling us like sharks. Um, the last one. The last one. I Dreamed a Dream from Les Miserables. And oh. lest you think, like, no, this was not in, like, like pop culture, pop culture. I'm not talking Patti Lapone, and I'm not talking Anne Hathaway. I'm talking Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle's a Scottish oh, singer who right. rose to fame in oh 2009 after appearing as a contestant on the third series of Britain's Got Talent, singing I Dreamed a Dream from Les Mis. Her studio album... I Dreamed a Dream, was released in November 2009 and became the UK's best-selling debut album of all time. I remember this being huge. I remember watching that fucking video and weeping. I was going to ask you cried, right? Oh, Oh, of course I cried. Did you not cry? (laughs) 
Uh, no, because I have no soul. But um, she... she, I was like, I mean, no, no, I, I totally understood like why it like took off that clip, and it was like so great. But I was like, I kind of like don't think her voice is like that great. Like, I mean, it was good, but like, but I think it was more it was about more that, of the expectation like, and the sort of like rags to riches know, type and the situation that we were all correct, making about like, her, judging and the way that her. It was framed. And I'm sure that some of that was very manipulated by on television. Oh, but still, it, it was a reality so show. Effective. Oh, yeah. It was so effective. I dreamed a dream in time gone by. Everyone like that next week, like would be watching oh. that clip. Did you see this? Did you see that? Did you see that? Fuck! I mean, t- mm-hmm. that was probably like the first time I remember something being viral. Like yeah. that <clears throat> was something that everyone, everyone watched. Mother watched. watched it. Like yeah. everybody watched it. Meanwhile, like Simon Simon Cowell is like just like seeing dollar signs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. The, exactly. And yeah, she uh, she put out. I think she yeah. put out more than one album too. Like I believe she did. She, she had did. like a little she bit probably, of a stretch. You know, she probably probably still has a little bit of a following in in the uk and you were gonna say like a little bit of money i was like like she just like spent it all or something i hope she still has a little bit of money (laughs) i mean i'm sure she does i can't imagine she was like i'm gonna that's interesting spend this money on all right hookers and blow you Susan know, there Boyle. is also a <clears throat> lovely version of I Dreamed a Dream that I Darren Chris recorded recently that oh. I found that is fucking really? so good. Like yeah. from, it's not like from like Glee or something. I don't know no, why they would have done it. It's just, rand, just randomly random. fucking recorded I Dreamed a Dream. We, hmm. uh, you have, I'll, I'll share it with I had you. a dream. I'll share it with you. I'm having a hard time picturing um, that. Well, it's a nice little acoustic sort of, you know, I, I mean, oh. I do love Darren Chris and I also yeah. love his voice. But I do love Darren Chris. And still I dream she'll come to me. We will spend the years together. But there are dreams that cannot be. There are storms we cannot weather. Mm. I had a dream my life would be. Um, all right. I'm going to jump into a little bit of a flashback when you were talking okay. about Sunset Boulevard and memory. Now I wish it was on Sunset Boulevard. Damn. As you know, I know, me too. That mm. would be so awesome. But as you know, there is somewhere in production a film version of Sunset Boulevard in which Glenn Close is starring. Did you know that? Maybe. I think we talked, like about, we talked about this, actually. So I since we talked... Uh, we we spoke about Glenn Close and I can't even oh because we talked about Sunset Boulevard but I can't remember why because we haven't ever actually talked about Sunset Boulevard oh I don't know. oh it was with Hans I bet oh, it was yeah. with Hans because totally. we were talking yep. about the German production yep. and blah 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 Ooh, blah blah that blah, blah, German blah. singer she was amazing and did we actually talk about her sort of history I don't think we did but Who, then part Glenn's of me, what, history Glenn with the with the musical or? well not the musical but just sort of her like not being not winning basically like never winning. no i mean I, i'm sure I, we mentioned it yeah but we okay okay so this was my this was one of my rewinds so just very quickly mm-hmm. 
She was born in March uh, March of 1947 in Greenwich, Connecticut. She is 74 years old. Um, throughout her career spanning over four decades, Close has received uh, two Screen Actors Guild Awards, three mm. Golden Globe Awards, three Primetime Emmy Awards, and three Tony Awards. But. She has also been nominated eight times for an Academy Award, wow. holding the record for the most nominations in an acting category without a win. She Jeez. is tied with Peter O'Toole. And with her eighth nomination in 2021, she became one of the five most nominated actresses in Academy history. Was 2021 um, she, the, the, the wife or whatever? The wife, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, the right? wife, yeah. Yeah, okay, I saw that. Um, so she began her professional career on stage in 1974. She worked mostly as a stage actress until the early 80s. She mm. was in a Broadway production of Barnum in 1980. Really? And Tom Stoppard's The Real Thing well, in 1983. Barnum a musical? For which she, yeah, well, she's... Yeah. I mean, she was considered an actress and a singer mm. when she as she always was, I guess. Yeah. So um, she won her first Tony for Best Actress in a Play for uh, The Real Thing in 1983. Her film debut came in The World According to Garp, which was in 82, which was followed by supporting roles in The Big Chill in 83, The Natural in 84, all three of which earned her nominations for Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. She went on to have, of course, probably her most famous role still, Fatal Attraction, 87. I was going to say, like, you know what? When that movie comes on, like, I drop everything that I'm doing. It's hard not to watch it. I have to watch it. It's very, very hard not to watch it. It is such an Yeah. It's she's like so good. It's like she's over the top, but somehow like okay that it's over the top because it's still, like it gets yeah, under you your skin. Her. Like you, you believe, believe I will her. not be ignored, Dan. Yeah. Like it's yeah. so yeah. good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yes, Fatal Attraction and Dangerous mm-hmm. Liaisons, which both of which earned her a uh, what fourth and fifth Academy Award. Okay. So, um. I wanted to I wanted to say all those things uh, and then oh I guess that's kind of it I mean mm. she she also got nominated for um, Albert Nobbs uh, which is a film where she played a wait a second she where is it she played a woman living as a man in 19th century Ireland oh, okay. after being sexually assaulted as a young girl I have actually never seen this film no it sounds um, interesting. while the film overall received mixed reviews closest performance received critical acclaim as it was noted for being the most subtle and introverted of her career mm. to that point and a departure from her previous roles she's also of course been an activist she p- portrayed Margaret Camomile Chemimir, uh for a television film about um, what was that movie called? About Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Mm. Um, she's a champion of women's rights, of same gender marriage. She oh. also is a huge champion of mental health. She started an organization called Bring Change to Mind, um, as she, I believe, has a sister who suffers from some mental illness. Mm. Uh, anyway, I love Glenn Close, and I think that's yeah, what I know. we were talking about. Oh, I've always known when, that you were part of the Glenn when, Close, um, like, when uh, we were talking about super fan club. Uh, she, uh, I follow her in, on social media, and she's like, I don't know, she seems like a very just cool, down to earth human, like, and like not at all caught up in herself. That's my yeah, and she doesn't even live in mm-hmm. she hasn't lived in Hollywood for quite some time, right? I'm sure that helps lives in like Minnesota or something. <laughs> Keeping yeah, one yeah, grounded. Yeah. There's some um, I won't I won't remember it well, but there's some Margaret Cho joke where she's talking about like 
not being able to orgasm or something. And she's like, I'm so, I'm so close. I'm Glenn close. So every time I hear her name, I always think about that. <laughs> See if I could find Delightful. it. <laughs> Delightful. I'm always here for Yes. Yes. A Do you have any more center joke. No. No, I oh, do not. God, okay. Why? I have do like you three not? I have three I actually have five more, but I think that's too many. Oh, so I'm gonna, that's aggressive. I'm, gonna I'm just gonna um I'm gonna go down a few tiny Okay. Tiny There's ones. like one little this like is, this is a short I one, do, but yeah. This is a short okay. one, which is when did they add the Oscar for animated film category? We talked about this probably in relationship to The Little Mermaid, maybe? Probably. Um they first awarded uh, the Oscar for animated film feature in 2002 for films made in 2001. Mm-hmm. Shrek was the first winner. I would not have guessed that. No. I didn't even think, I didn't even know that Shrek won. No. Shrek won an Oscar. Fascinating. No wonder why it's so huge. That was a musical I mean, too. Shrek was a musical. You don't remember no, that? It wasn't. Yeah, it was. Sutton Foster was in it. Well, I, like, I mean, later, but it didn't. The movie. Oh wasn't the no, musical. in the movie. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, I don't it, think I, when you said a... that, it sounded like you. No, I just mean that it was, it was adapted okay. for yes. the Broadway stage. Yes, but a gun course. to my head, okay. I could not tell you a song from that show. But I didn't oh, see I, it. I, I didn't see it. Um, yeah. Pixar has won eleven times. Disney three and DreamWorks uh-huh. two. That's that's all my that's all my information. I didn't. I don't. I don't need to talk about it anymore. Fascinating. When we were talking about Rocket Man, we were talking a little bit about Jamie Bell. Yeah. Do you remember Jamie of Bell? Of course I remember Jamie Bell. So he was born Andrew James Matfin, mm-hmm. M-A-T-F-I-N. I don't know. Matfin? Matfin? Matfin. It has to be Matfin, I would think. Jam- Andrew James Matfin Bell. He was also born in March 1986, actually March 14th, Oof, which is Scott McLean's birthday, in Billingham, County Durham, England. Um, I did not fucking know this. Well, wait, I'm going to say we know him first because he rose to fame playing Billy Mm -hmm. Elliot in 1999 when he was only 13 years old and he was chosen from over 2,000 boys who auditioned. He is an atheist and lately he played Bernie Taupin in Rocket Man, which is why I think we're talking about him. Also, he's super hot. Um, (laughs) He was married. This is the part I didn't know. He was married to Evan Rachel Wood for two really? years, hmm. from 2012 to 2014. Rumor, it, this is all from Wikipedia, by the way. Rumor has it they met when they filmed the Green Day video for Wake Me Up When September what? Ends, but Evan that Rachel is actually Wood not true. They had met previously and dated briefly. Yeah, I just watched that video huh. last night. I was like, I don't even think yeah, I've ever seen that true. video. <laughs> yeah. But it's but they are huh. in it, and it was wasn't she I, in that movie was, Thirteen? Evan Rachel Wood. Okay, never mind. Don't worry about it. Evan Rachel Wood was in True Blood. And, well, I remember and, True Blood, of course. Yeah. she was like chewing the scenery. But there was that horrifying movie Thirteen, where they're like, you know, so it was sort of like a more movie. modern version of Kids, you know, they go like, like oh. you know, they were like doing drugs okay. and sex and yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, Continue. He is currently married to Kate Mara. Oh, okay. Which I, again, I didn't know that. He has two children, one with Evan Rachel Wood and one with Kate Mara. Hmm. 
Um, that's all I'm going to say about Jamie. Okay, Bell. I didn't. I do, I you do heard me typing. I am not lying. 13. It was a 2003 film, uh, and it was Holly Hunter was in it, and Evan Rachel Wood was in it. Uh, I just remember because she was. Uh, I don't remember that movie. And Vanessa Hudgens. It was her film debut in a supporting role. You don't. Vanessa you didn't see Hudgens. it. I remember no. it like like kind of getting under my skin. I was like, oh my god, thank God I don't have kids. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, ongoing so, theme. <laughs> so, um, okay, there's two more. Uh, actually, uh, maybe just one. Let, let's just, okay. let's just, this, this is pretty Let's fun. end on a high. Let's end. We were talking about, I think we were talking with Robert and Steph. Okay. And kind of talking about writing, you know, what our inspirations were. And I think we were sort of referencing the fact that, you know, when we broke up, that was what many mm. or most of the songs that I, most of the lyrics I sent you were about our breaking up. Right. And that's how we started writing songs together. And somehow we referenced or Robert referenced Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. So oh, this yeah. is I didn't ever I didn't actually really know any of this stuff. Okay, um, this I feel is, like this I'll is a pretty sh- remember. I remember it being very dramatic. But. It's pretty fucking dramatic. So this is from an article in Time Out from 2013 called "From the Story Behind Fleetwood Mac's Rumors: Cocaine, Heartbreak, and <laughs> Lunacy: How Fleetwood Mac <laughs> Made Their Masterpiece." Oh my God. Uh, this is by uh, uh, the writer is Oliver Keynes. Okay. Um, the Macs, the Mac, for some reason they call them the Mac. Mm -hmm. I don't know why the writer calls them the Mac were never destined to succeed. On the contrary, by 1976, they were an incompetent joke. Members had variously lost their minds to LSD, joined religious cults, or in one case, casually shacked up with their bandmate's wife during a decade (laughs) of only mild success. For the five that had survived this revolving door band, Rumors was their last chance. There was just one snag. Everyone in the band was in gut-wrenching, heartbroken agony, mostly over each other. Oh, my um, God. There are only a few, a few more points left. This is actually the whole article, which I'm going to basically read because it's so fucking good. Drummer Meet Mick Fleetwood may have been the one cuckolded by his ex-colleague, guitarist Bob Weston, but frankly, he was oh. the lucky one. Bassist John McVie and singer Christine McVie entered the recording studio in California at the point of divorce, a situation not helped when Christine started dating the band's lighting director. The McVies <laughs> handled their enmity in stubborn silence, staunchly avoiding contact or conversation. Well, not total silence. Heartache inspired Christine to write the triumphant Don't Stop, unequivocally stating, Yesterday's gone, yesterday's gone. As a kicker, she also wrote, You Make Loving Fun About Her New Flame. Oh, my God. (laughs) While the McVees displayed English reserve, Americans Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks dealt with their relationships demise by (laughs) rowing loudly. The shouting at least ceased while they recorded vocals, yet these words stung even harder, especially on Buckingham's colossal fuck you to Nicks, go your own way. Oh, my God. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. I don't think I've ever actually read the lyrics to these songs. So I'm excited to actually go back and. That's a great fucking and, um, album. Well, I know the whole. I mean, I've listened to yeah, the album. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think I've actually like read read it. You know, um, the windowless studio became a madhouse, and time soon vanished. Literally, after Matt Mick Fleetwood removed all the clocks. 
alcohol and drugs became the norm. Such was the band's <laughs> consumption of cocaine that many colorful myths emerged, ranging from a demand that their dealer be credited on the album sleeve to a suggestion that Nick's preferred a spinked. Wait, so- what? <laughs> Sorry, I have to because this is we've talked about this before. I don't know if, if it's on this podcast, but. Ranging from a demand that their dealer be credited on the album oh. sleeve to a suggestion that Nick's preferred a sphincter-based administering of the oh, powder. Oh, right. I remembered <laughs> that. Oh, my God. I remember. But then it was like it honestly devolved into like a much more bizarre like um, well, and urban then, then legend. Her, I remember her, being in like her, elementary um, school hearing that like her nose had like yeah, fallen out. And so she yeah, had yeah, to yeah, like yeah, take yeah, coke yeah. up yeah. her ass. I remember. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I guess it okay, came this from is this. the last. This is the last <laughs> statement. It took a year of this grim lunacy mm. to record rumors. A year. It was Jesus. undoubtedly worth every second. Volatile emotions, a desire to break the band's curse, and a dedication <laughs> to music proved that sometimes a special kind of magic is born out of adversity, oh or as God. Dreams puts it simply, "Thunder only happens when it's Thunder raining." Only I so to I have to give it to Oliver Keynes. That was a that is a fucking lovely. I mean, that's the whole article. Yeah, it's yeah. so just fucking like oh, so brilliant, sometimes brilliant, good brilliant, art yeah. can be created out of emotional chaos is what yes, what, is yes. what uh is what yes. your emotional here. chaos cocaine cocaine and disappearance of time you oh have to take the God. clocks gotta away. take the clocks off the wall well speaking yeah. of that if i can quickly interject <sighs> because like that reminded me like i had remembered reading some like funny article about uh the making of under pressure of course by david bowie oh. and freddie mercury that it was like some which we just talked about because that fucking when justin bond and mm-hmm. we did don costanzo anthony roth costanzo yeah costanzo yeah yeah Oh, that was um, devastating. But yeah, I Brilliant. remember that was also like some like um, uh, bender, if you will. Uh, uh, Jack Whatley wrote for Far Out magazine, quote, with all the animosity, wine, cocaine, and vocal battles, which helped come together to birth the song, what remains is an incredibly powerful and poignant pop song that we will likely not see matched in our lifetimes. Uh, but yeah, it was apparently also some like all night clocks off the wall, cocaine fueled writing session, which I always think about every time I hear that song. It's oh, a fucking I amazing song. I didn't know song. that. I don't yeah, think I knew that. It's such an incredible song. song. I can't wait. I hope that that's on their album. Ooh, I hope that's on the It has the to album. be. It like, has to no be. There's no way. It has to be. Have you downloaded um, I haven't uh, yet. The, I meant the to. White Flag? No, uh, I haven't, and I don't know why. I think I just forgot that, to, that, but I will that be. That single is available. Okay. Yeah, that single is available. Yeah, that so. was great. There will be no white flag above This is, uh, you know, there's a there's a bittersweetness to saying goodbye to mm. season two, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like we have really done up this up right. I For mean, sure. we have. I mean, there's still some We've, outstanding. You know, there's. I really wanted to talk about Berlin, but I feel like you know time. what? Let's, we, have we have time. time. We have We've, time. It's 
And and but I think we we, we hit the checkboxes for season two. You know, we played a little bit with uh, the format. We brought in a lot of guests. I had a lot of fun. Um, distracted ourselves from Distri- from yes. uh, from the from the events of uh, of the world. And uh, yeah, I feel I feel like it's a good. Well, you know, we'll be back too. Couple months. We right? will be back. Season three is coming, and I don't know exactly when, but we're going to tentatively say probably beginning of 2022. Yeah. I'm, I'm. That's my it's sort of winter, guess. Spring. Scott's going to get adjusted to his um, new digs. to his new gig. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get some classes under my belt, and. <laughs> But who knows? To, uh, Anything's possible knows? these days. It's true. I may have it's joined true. the circus by the time you hear, hear it's from true. us again. It's true. <laughs> but we are excited about ne- one thing that's going to happen next season. We really haven't talked very much about one of our mm. sort of biggest projects, yep. which is, hello, my name is Billy. Yes. We're going to talk, hopefully, to Deep Casey and Dantzler. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to Brian Hemisoth. And then we're going to just have like a big uh, sort of chaotic episode where all of those people yeah, hopefully do will like be a reunion and we'll just have a little chat mm-hmm. about what that process was like and um you know what billy might be up to in 2022 and like so. in addition we'll be able to talk about new new live theater more new live theater. Uh, not That's just true. like musicals from the 90s that i listened to in junior high (laughs) we can actually talk i'm getting ready to see um wait we're both i think we're both going to see caroline or change i think you're probably seeing it before me i don't think i'm seeing it until like well into november maybe even like early december but yes i'm very excited for that one most excited Um, for that one i'm also Mm going to see dune which i know isn't a musical but maybe it should be and i can't wait to see i'm excited to see it i really hope it's good uh, I've good. been I mean, hearing it'll be worth that it it's with good. Timothy Chalamet, yeah. but I think Timothy Chalamet. You know. um, and did you know he's going to be oh, starring in an updated Wonka, Willy Wonka? Yes, of course. I just I didn't even know I about did. that until like somebody leaked something about. it. I was like, that is good casting. I will definitely. I just do wanted. That. It is really good casting. I just want to know if Call Me by Your Name Part mm. Two is going to happen because Army because is of like, alleged art. Yeah, is Army gonna make it back or is Army done? Is Army like retreating into his whatever is going alleged on? Whatever yeah, is. Alleged whatever. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see. But I'm excited about the Willy Wonka thing. I mean, obviously it's all about the script, because mm-hmm. obviously Timothy Chalamet can do no wrong. But um if the script sucks, then you know, whatever. We'll see. Come um, with right. me, dear, dear listeners, um, beautiful humans. If you are, if you have been with us for forty-two fucking episodes, then we bless you. Honestly, thank you, and um, we will stop asking why. We will yeah, just we'll accept just our be blessings. We'll just accept. Yes, we will. We will be full of gratitude. And uh, we'll be back. And so, uh, I would just, you know, like to propose a toast. Propose a toast. Um, I don't know. I feel like maybe never I have I never... ever finished two seasons of a podcast. Uh, if you 
told me when you pitched me on this idea of a podcast that I was even oh. going to record 42 episodes, I would have been you, like, you didn't want to record. I didn't want to record one. I, so. I love Michael's honesty. I love Michael's honesty. Well, they're going like, to have some yeah, fun. With this. They're going to they're get it out of their system. You know, um, nope. If nothing go. else, here we are. As, as people we know, are, we, we just don't stop. We're like cockroaches. We're persistent. <laughs> All right. Keep doing it, stuff. It's, it's been real. Right. Yeah. All right. Ciao. Cheers. Bye. Bye. There is-